Receiving a gift is nice. Receiving a gift related to beer is better. Receiving a gift that is about beer and travel is the best. This past Christmas, my wife, knowing where my passions lie, found me a book about both beer and travel. A book that is so in line with what I'm doing here with the Thirsty to Explore podcast that it felt very validating to our love of brewery tourism. That book is titled The Bucket List Beer, 1,000 Adventures, Pubs, Breweries, and Festivals by author Justin Kennedy. I'm Andy Erickson, and on this episode of the Thirsty to Explore podcast, I'm talking with Justin about his book about being a writer in the beer industry, unique bar experiences, and producing another beer-related podcast. Uh, thank you for joining us. Um, this episode is a little different. This is not a brewer or um, a travel expert, but I actually have the author of the Bucket List Beer. Um, and as I was reading through the book introduction, um, he says, beer and breweries and festivals is the best way to get to know and feel for locals in the local community, which is kind of the value statement of what I'm doing here with the, the podcast Thirsty to Explore. So, uh, Justin, why don't you give us a little introduction to who you are and tell us a little bit about this book. Sure. My name is Justin Kennedy. I'm a freelance writer, mostly focusing on beer, uh, based in Brooklyn, New York. I also produced a podcast called Steal This Beer, which is hosted by uh, another writer, John Hall, and a uh, local brewer, Augie Carton, from Carton Brewing in New Jersey. I guess what uh, kicked off you making this book? Was it a passion project? Was it... Um... <laughs> uh, so, there's, yeah, there's some backstory. I, I had a, a previous book. My first book is called The Scratch and Sniff Guide to Beer that I published in 2016. Um, and the folks that I worked with on that approached me a couple of years later uh, about doing this bucket list book, which was part of, it's part of an ongoing series. So this one is bucket list beer. There's also um, other bucket list travel type uh, books in the, in the same series that Universal and Rizzoli publishes. So this is the beer version of that book. It's a thousand uh, things worldwide, adventures, pubs, breweries, festivals, I think that's what we called it. Um, and so they approached me about doing it. I thought it was, you know, a big project, but we we worked with a lot of co-writers uh, around the world to do it. And uh, yeah, it's it, it, it was put together um, kind of as part of, of this series and published in, uh, I think it was October in 2019. So it's been out a couple of years now. And you're kind of touching on how the book was put to come together, but how did you do research? Did you actually get out and go to some places or well, was it all? Yeah, yeah. I've been writing about beer for, um, I guess I first started writing in 2012. So I've been writing about beer for, you know, better part of a decade now, a little bit over. So. And a lot of that has been traveling, uh, mostly in the U.S., but also in Europe and in uh, Japan and other parts of Asia, uh, and visiting lots of breweries and lots of pubs and lots of other things, and uh, you know, going to festivals and stuff like that. So I think a lot of it was my experience just as a writer and a traveler, um, you know, being familiar with a lot of these places, and that's kind of how my, I guess, expertise came into into this book. And how long did it take to put together between you and the other uh, collabs? 
Um, I think it was about a six, six month, nine month process uh, with publishing things change around a lot and we were making last minute edits, you know, up to the day that mm. we sent it to the printer. So, uh, but yeah, the better part of, you know, six months or so plus, you know, years and years and years of experience before that. So, sure. Um, and is there a criteria for who makes it into the book? Obviously, you can't put <laughs> everybody everywhere in there. Um, no, there, there was no there was no real criteria. I mean, we wanted to hit what we thought were highlights of places, and also hit a lot a lot of a smaller, you know, independent. There's definitely a focus on craft brewing, but I'm not saying there's definitely you know things like I think visiting visiting uh, in Anheuser Busch plant or brewery is a, a pretty cool experience um mm. but there is a heavy focus on smaller independent breweries um that's just personally what i'm into um you know i and so that's kind of was it was the driving force is stuff that i guess i find personally appealing about the the craft beer industry in particular and um you know i read a little one sentence excerpt from your uh introduction um could you maybe elaborate a little bit on what your thoughts on that is? Um, I've talked to, you know, a lot of breweries uh, across the United States on people coming to them to experience the local culture. I mean, I feel that's very important as a traveler. Um, can you share some of your thoughts on that? Yeah, I think, you know, anytime I travel, I definitely look for breweries and bars that I want to visit. Um, that's just, I guess, part of my job. But I think it does reflect, um, you know, the local um scene especially when you're traveling in europe um in the u.s to an extent too but there's a lot of when you're in europe you're traveling and you're visiting a lot of um you know bars and breweries a lot of the that stuff has been around for you know centuries so you're getting you know local styles that have developed over a long time like uh if you go to bomberg in germany you're experiencing a, like smoke beer is a big thing there which is mm it's found throughout the world, but, um, you know, that's like the specialty of that town. So I think that's really cool. Um, and then if you go to, you know, the UK has got a, an amazing pub culture in general, um, that we try to replicate a little bit over here, but, um, you know, there it's just so authentic and ingrained in the culture of the place. Um, I think in the U S there's a, there's a little bit of that, but a lot of it's also, copying what other people are doing. And that's just because it's so new, you know, the, the craft beer scene in the US has only really been around since the 80s, I guess late 70s, early 80s. Um, and it's really just exploded over the last 10 years or so. So a lot of that is just people, you know, copying each other. And you can also go to Europe and other places and find uh, like very American experiences too, which I don't always find the most thrilling thing but uh you know if you can if you can go down the street why are you going to travel halfway around the world to drink a hazy ipa but you know that's 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 a different point so yeah um you know yeah i mean it's just in a very similar way you know when i'm planning a trip it's like what what can i go visit you know what's what's there um sometimes it's you know they got a funny name or they got a fun premise or you know to me it's more the experience the beer is great you know the beer is always going to be probably good to great but you know if i go to a place and it's in an old rehab building or if it's got a history or something like that that's what i'm looking for you know that's the local sure. culture yeah one of my favorite places to drink in where i am in new york city is the beer is pretty terrible mcsorley's ale house i don't know if you've ever been there mm. um, it's an old saloon it's on uh 
I think it's on West Seventh between uh, Second and Third, but it's uh, it, you know it's a historical place. There's two options for beer. There's a light and a dark. Um, <laughs> comes in two mugs. Um, they have a cheese and onion plate, which is pretty great in a kind of terrible way, but <laughs> it's just you know the vibe of the place is what you're there for, and you know drinking there I think is a lot of fun. And anytime a friend comes into town, we try to hit up places like that that have, you know, history. It's not necessarily about the beer, but, you know, it's, it's about the experience. So I think that goes a long way. Yeah, it really does. Um, so when you write or write specifically about beer, do you have a beer? Uh, depends on the time of day, I guess. But I mean, I think it definitely helps like evoke, um, uh, you know, like, if, especially if you're describing a beer, you definitely want to be tasting it as you're writing yeah. about it. You can take notes and then write the description and stuff later. But I think, um, yeah, I think people should drink while they write. Sure. <laughs> I typically have one when I do the podcast, but, uh, you know, we're doing this one a little earlier in the day. So <laughs> are you in central time zone? We're in central. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, it's afternoon for me. I just cracked one. So yeah, I saw. Yeah. <laughs> So you touched on some of your other projects, your podcast um, mm -hmm. and your uh, scratch and sniff beer book. I'm not familiar with the, that book. Is it is it actually scratch and sniff or it is, uh, it's, it's scratch and sniff? Uh, there's only a few scratch and sniff and that was published in 2016. Um, so some of the scratch and sniff has worn off in the intervening seven years. But uh, a friend of mine just recently bought a copy, I think a used copy even, and he said it was still pretty aromatic. So it might, it might still work. Um, but yeah, that was a, that was a fun project. That was kind of a spinoff. I used to write for a food publication called Lucky Peach and the folks who published that uh, approached me because they had been familiar with the stuff I was writing about beer uh, in Lucky Peach. So it was kind of a, kind of a fun, uh, heavily, I guess, illustrated uh, book with lots of like hand-drawn stuff and uh, other, there's like games and stuff in there. So it's kind of a fun, a fun book um, that was, yeah, a few years before the, the, the travel book came out. I, I feel like I've discovered that everyone kind of has a story about how they got into to craft beer, the beer culture. So um, I, I didn't drink really before I was 21 and then I was kind of dabbling in some stuff, but then my dad brought home some rogue dead guy. Oh, yeah. and so that was my gateway beer. You yeah. know, and that, that's what opened the doors. Do you have a gateway beer or a experience oh. you remember that got you into the culture? Yeah, I first started getting into beer when I was living in Cleveland, Ohio. Um, and there's a brewery there called Great Lakes Brewing, which is phenomenal. I don't know if, if you get that in Illinois or not. I think they distribute in the Midwest. But, I think so, yeah. But yeah, uh, we used to go to their pub downtown. I think it was on the west side of downtown and and drink there. So I would say the Great Lakes Edmund Fitzgerald Porter is like my gateway beer along with um sierra nevada pll as well and how did that translate into writing for beer um let's see good question so i guess you know i was i'd moved to washington dc and right after i moved there um a pub open or a, a, a bar open called church key which is one of the best bars i think in in the world definitely in the u.s um 
and it was right down the street from my house. So I started going there pretty often, you know, just afternoons. This was before kids or anything, um, mm. and hanging out and talking to the people that work there. And at the time I was not working full time, um, but I was interested in, in writing and, you know, and doing stuff in the food and restaurant industry. So I just kind of blindly pitched um, a story about an event that was going on at Church Key to um, a, a local free paper there um, called the Washington City Paper, which I don't know if it's still published or not. It was it, at some point it became, you know, online only. But um, so, yeah, I started writing kind of a monthly column, beer column for them. And then um, as things happen, you know, you get, as you start writing, you, you get more and more clips and you get more and more, um, I guess, exposure and, uh, yeah, just kind of snowball from there. And then a few years later, I moved to New York. There's a lot more opportunity here and, uh, yeah, it's kind of taken off from there. Uh, so between your, your, uh, personal travels and your research for the bucket list book, um, what is your favorite beer region that you've been to? And then where's a place that you would love to get to? Oh, let's see. Um, my favorite region is actually in the U.S., uh, California. I love traveling in California and visiting breweries there. They have some of the best breweries in the country. Um, Sierra Nevada is there. Um, Firestone Walker is one of my favorite breweries that's kind of in the Central Coast. And then down in LA County, there's a lot of great little breweries that are um, kind of south, south and east of downtown Los Angeles. Um, so yeah, that's I, I do an annual uh, California trip. I either fly to San Francisco or LA, and then drive up and down and visit a lot of different places. And usually, that's uh, around the time of the Firestone Walker. Uh, Invitational Festival, which is one of the best festivals, I think. Um, highly recommend if if you ever get a chance to to go to that. It's hard to get tickets because they sell out really quickly, but sure. it's, it's a phenomenal festival. Um, you know, a lot of festivals are have become, I guess, kind of mundane and just like you know. But there's something about that festival that really sets it apart. It's just the community there. The it's outside. It's at this. Um, this like old rodeo place in uh, downtown Paso Robles. Um, it's just a really, a lot of fun uh, and a great way to spend a, a Saturday afternoon in Paso, sure. yeah, so. And uh, the place that you would want to get to that you haven't been yet? Um, let's see, if I could choose one place, I think South Korea has a really interesting uh, beer scene going on. That's one of the sections of the book that I didn't write. We had a, a local expert there who, uh, who took that on. Um, but I think there's a lot of cool stuff that probably parallels what's going on in Japan right now. In Japan, I traveled there in 20, I think it was 2018, right before this book came out and uh, was kind of blown away by the, the, the kind of esoteric niche little bars and breweries that um, are going on in and around Tokyo. So, and I think I, you know, just looking on social media, I think I see a lot of that happening in, in uh, Seoul and South Korea too. So that would be my number one place right now yeah i'm always fascinated i haven't done too much international travel but i'm always fascinated about the you know it's the uh the, the cultural take on american beer culture which i feel like you know japan and you know south korea and stuff are kind of kind of doing that and it's fascinating to 
the flavors they use or the experiment experimentation that they do um, it's it's always fascinated me yeah and they use you know they they definitely do that and they also just kind of tweak it with like you know japanese ingredients or korean ingredients and there's always just this little twist that makes it you know really interesting and i just you know i like the cultures there too um mm -hmm. just the the love and approach for for food and drink is you know it's unlike almost anywhere else in the world and that is you know those are the cultures where it is experiencing the culture through food and drink you know it's such yeah. a, like you said it's such an integral part of of their daily lives of you know yeah and just uh, the enthusiasm they have about you know high quality ingredients and stuff it's really it's inspiring yeah um so you you mentioned the uh the less than stellar beer at the uh, at pub in your area um, yeah. <laughs> what what is your favorite uh brewery experience so maybe not the best beer but you went in maybe not expecting much and they blew you away or um well one of the best brewery experiences i think is also has amazing beer it's at um sierra nevada brewing not in california but the one in mills river um north carolina right outside of right outside of Asheville, north carolina um it's like I think some people call it Malt Disney World. It's like just, I mean, you, you're driving down this kind of like rural road and you turn off and then there's, start, there's like all these like, uh, like copper plated hop uh, sculptures and stuff as you're driving into this thing. And then all of a sudden you see the brewery, it's just really magical. And then you go inside and the beer is amazing. They have a great restaurant. They have all these uh, grounds where you can play different games you can go on hikes and stuff it's right by a river um it's just an amazing experience um and then i also really like um the experience at allagash brewing in portland maine um again great beer it's not like you're not gonna you're expecting uh you know mcsorley style stuff in either of these places but um the experience at, at at allagash is really phenomenal especially if you get to see the um the cool ship room where they where they brew their spontaneous beers that's that's like a really cool experience um your the sierra nevada experience sounded a lot like uh dog oh, yeah. Fish. Yeah. Uh, mm -hmm. i don't know if you've been out there but it's there's it's a town of basically nothing other than that yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of similar and you know similar scales too i like dogfish head a lot too and I've, i visited there and i would highly recommend uh anyone if you're in the area to to stop by there yeah, just seeing there uh, was a steampunk treehouse that they have in the middle yeah. of their beer garden there. Yeah, it's really cool. So what is the farthest you've traveled for a brewery? Is that Japan that you mentioned? or? Yeah, I guess Japan's the farthest I've been from home. Um, I've definitely driven, you know, many hours out of my way to visit breweries um, on road trips and stuff. My wife is not a beer drinker and, you know, now that we have kids, we don't do it as often as we used to. Um, but anytime we would plan stuff, uh, you know, even we visited Italy a few years ago and we, we hit up some really cool breweries, um, you know, other beer spots, uh, outside of Rome and, you know, driving several hours just outside of town to, to do this. So, but yeah, Japan's probably the furthest I've been for, to visit stuff. And I, again, highly recommend anyone who's a beer enthusiast there's really good beer in japan um so just a, a little bit of advice you know i've got older kids um 
that just shouldn't stop you from going to breweries. A lot of breweries are very kid friendly. Sure, um, yeah, yeah. And it's it's really becoming more of a family activity. They they don't always aren't always so thrilled with it. <laughs> yeah, um, my, my my daughter's been to a lot of breweries. My son, who's only six months old now, um, he's been to a few, but not you know only basically only in New York City. So. They've actually come around and said that, you know, some of their more fond experiences, you know, remembering, because it is, I think, is that local culture, you know, and mom and dad get a little bit more relaxed, too, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not always uh, to the to the uh, pleasure of other people there. <laughs> <laughs> um, so on not beer related, um, what would be, because, you know, this this podcast is about beer and travel. So what is your favorite travel destination? If, if beer wasn't in the equation. If beer was not in the equation. Um, we just went to the um, to the Caribbean for the first time and I had never been there. And I, I really like that. Again, the, the beer that I had there was, um, you know, just very light lagers that were, that were local. Um, but I really like traveling to uh, Hawaii as well. So, you know, I live in New York in the Northeast where it gets pretty cold in the wintertime. So right now I'm really thinking about like, traveling somewhere <laughs> so um yeah. hawaii and the caribbean are my favorite right now yeah being in the midwest in the middle of the midwest i i feel that pretty yeah <laughs> pretty strongly. yeah you got it worse than i do i'm sure <laughs> so what's the next bucket list item for you hmm, let's see i really want to go back to the uk and do a lot of uh pub drinking <laughs> that's <laughs> I, I some friends of mine from new york um two brewers um dan suarez and evan watson from uh plan b brewing we're just there on a trip just the two of them and you know witnessing it on social media is serious like fomo thing so th that's that's where i want to get to next um that's basically all the, the the questions i have i don't know if there's any projects that you're working on you want to let people know about or anything i didn't touch on that you well uh my podcast i produce the podcast um it's a weekly show we've done it for every week for eight years now we're on episode i think 408 or 410 at this point um so definitely want to promote that it's called steal the spear you can find it on all the the podcast platforms and yeah no other books in the works right now just you know a few articles here and there so yeah, you, I, I've got a website that people can check out. It's just my name, justin-kennedy.com. And you can keep up with stuff there. And so what's the uh, the podcast topic? Is it just beer in general or is it? Yeah, typically we, we it's usually a brewer. It's very, I would say it's a geeky podcast. We have a, a, a brewery owner and a, a writer. Um, and so they're, you know, well-versed in, in the ins and outs of, brewing beer in the industry. So it's a very industry focused podcast. Um, and we do a blind tasting of two beers every week along with interviewing a, a brewer. So um, the two guys that I do it with, uh, John and Augie, they're very good tasters and it's really interesting to see them deconstruct flavors and pull different things out of beers, not knowing what they are. Great. Um, again, thanks for uh, joining me on the podcast, and um, I look forward to seeing what you're doing next. Cool. Thanks so much, Andy. The Thirsty to Explore podcast is part of Brewerism.com, where you can search our database of over 11,000 breweries worldwide 
to help you find your next brewery destination with information submitted by users who have visited before you to help you plan your trip. I'd like to again thank Justin Kennedy for talking with me. Thirsty to Explore is hosted, written, and produced by me, Andy Erickson. If you have any questions, please email me at podcast at thirstytoexplore.com or visit thirstytoexplore.com for information about the podcast and links to our social media accounts as well as links to Brewerism. Until next time, please remember to travel frequently, drink responsibly, and love generously. Thank you for spending time with us.